Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another week of the Health World Podcast. I'm here with another great guest today. We've got a really good show I'm looking forward to. So we're here with Sita McKee. I hope I've pronounced your name properly. Is that right? Yes. Perfect. How are you today? I'm really well. Thank you, Ryan. Good. Awesome. Right. We're, we're going to have an interesting conversation today about the things that you do uh, and, and what you stand for. And your, I think your business is called, is it called You're Valued? Yeah, You're Valued. Perfect. Yeah, we value people. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That is great to hear. Um, let's um, we'll, we're going to talk about that um in some detail about what you do, but let's kind of reverse first, go back in time, and just talk about um how you got started um on your journey to where you are now, what your early career was, and how you kind of got into the the health space. Yeah. So um, I started out in care, so like doing care work. So my background, I had my first degree in um, economic and psychology, but then I've always been fascinated about, you know, people, how the mind works and um, supporting people. And my dad, I would say, was a, a massive influence for me in terms of thinking about wellness or health. Um, so growing up, he would always say that it's really important to look after your health and stuff like that. And even when friends will come home to visit me, he'll be talking about their health. And I'm like, excuse me, don't embarrass me. You know, like <laughs> that's the last that he, he, he was a doctor. And yet he was really interested in how people were keeping well, you know, and would always advise them, do this, do that. So I think growing up, it's been in me. And then when I started out in care work, I realized that that passion was probably in me without me realizing it, you know. So I started exploring that side of my interest to um, go into a career where I get a chance to look after people, support people, um, and to get well. So from care work, I then started, uh, I went back to uni to train as a nurse because I was really fascinated about, you know, helping people. But it was more to do with how the mind works. So I went into mental health nursing. Um and um, since um, qualifying as a mental health nurse, I've held various roles in, in mental health nursing from um, working on wards as a staff nurse to community nursing to being a ward manager and currently as a, um, a recruitment lead, international recruitment lead to help staff our NHS, you know, because we are really short of staff. And I still use my skills, even though I'm not doing direct patient care. In my role, I still support um, the nurses that we recruit in terms of, you know, making sure that um, people are keeping well and supporting them any way possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So you've had a very varied um, kind of career and roles like within the same space, but you you seem to have done a lot of different roles within it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which I'm, I'm sure has helped you to become uh, well-rounded at what you do. Um, yes, very much so. Very much so. So aside, you know, directly looking after patients and also encouraging colleagues and so in this case the nurses I'm recruiting and even all the colleagues I work with um listening to people so that that sort of um, passion of um a mental health nurse so empathizing being compassionate and caring I still haven't lost those skills and I'm using those skills in my um you're valued to still encourage and support people to keep well yeah yeah exactly that's it that's brilliant you've the things you've learned along your journey um, and yeah. you're still using now and and have helped to shape you into what you are so that's brilliant are, are there any specific 
uh, whether, whether it's job roles or individual experiences that you feel really taught you a lot along the way? Is there anything that stands out to you? To be honest, everything. <laughs> I, I wouldn't honestly everything. So whether it was a good experience or a negative experience, I would say I have learned to value every experience that I've been privileged to to go through. Um, because if it was negative, I have learned to be resilient and draw strength from that. And and you sort of find the things that you're capable of doing, but you haven't been able to figure that out until you went through that sort of negative experience. And then the, the good things as well. Um, again, you I, I have learned that that is my strength as well, and I can help people that way. So I would say every every experience I have um gone through in my career or the wellness journey um has really shaped me up. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if I've answered your question. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's fine that you have. And and that's a brilliant especially when we're talking about, you know, the, the mental side of things, that's a great mindset to have. Like you said, that the good things and the bad things you, you learn from both and you, you can use them all for a positive experience. And that's yes. exactly, that's yes. exactly what we should be doing, isn't it? And I, my, one of my, um, how do I say this? Um, motives in life is like seeing the opportunities in every, um, challenge, you know? Yeah. So, so there's, there's blessings in every sort of misfortune as well. So having that sort of mindset really helps me. So when I'm going through tough times, I'm like, I'm supposed to be learning something from this. What is it? So I, I give myself time to reflect and actually study the situation really well and then pick out those um, learnings that I'm supposed to get from it. And then I'm like, yes, this is it now. So I know how to address it and then move on to the next challenge, you know, because in yeah. life, challenges come. Become. yeah that's it how prepared you are and thinking um you've got all the tools ready to face them or they will never come your way because you've put things in place challenges will come yeah that's true we, we you can't avoid challenges and you can't avoid stress as you say all you mm -hmm. can the only thing you can control is how you deal with them and, and how you frame them in your mind with your mindset which yes. you know i can tell from speaking to you in the way you're talking about that you do that in a really positive way which is great <laughs> Um, and which I'm sure that that's something that you're passing on to people you're working with because that just framing it the right way helps so much um, yes. for getting started, which obviously you will know. So from your, you, you've had all your career, what what kind of point was it that you decided to set up um, your Evalued and maybe move in a slightly different direction, setting up your own thing? Was there a specific moment you decided or did you just gradually reach that point? So all through my journey uh, as a nurse and studying, so I went on to do... Um, a master, so an MSc in um, psychology and neuroscience of mental health. And it was during that MSc that I was sort of asking questions a lot. So I was looking at, I was really fascinated about how much nurses do all the time. So I'm um, sort of like keeping it simple to look at community mental health nurses and what sort of inputs they have in patients' life and how um, what we do as, as nurses really impacts on our lives as well. So the fact that we are, it's really good when we look out for patients, but then sometimes whilst we are doing our job and we love it so much and we're giving our all, we might get lost in that as humans ourselves. So it was really important for me to look at um, the nurse's point of view. Why are we struggling as well? And what really would improve? And um, it was during that sort of research that I thought to myself, 
I really need to do more, you know, because I know that a lot of nurses or a lot of um, employees are really getting or struggling with burnout. So why not really look at the way we can support people to improve? Because we talk about it, but how are we actually addressing it? You know, so it's, it's about doing something to really make a change. So therefore, your value was born. I was like, I'm really passionate about helping all employees, not just nurses. So how can we actually take this burnout and turn it into a place or something of strength? So that's why I came up with that term, burnout to boldness, you know. So yeah. taking what we are struggling with and seeing that opportunity in that challenge. So the opportunity is the boldness and the challenge is the burnout, you see. So yeah. that's our mindset keeps me going and trying to look at ways that we can support people um, to to find their strength again and, and find that joy in their lives, that um, challenges being thrown at us, you know, some that you, you least expect, some that you might probably expect, but then can take away the joy in your life. Yeah. And to bring that joy again. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a, it's a very important aspect of life that we need to look at. And as you say, I, I would imagine, especially in the medical industry, um, burnout's a big thing with nurses, you know, the the amount of work they're doing in the hours, the long hours and shifts and all of that stuff. Yeah. So that, that, that's that's brilliant. And, and it's great that you're passionate about it because I think doing something you're passionate about makes a difference you know not everyone can do a job that they're passionate about but i think it makes a big difference when you're you're passionate about it and it really yeah. drives you drives you forward yeah. so so tell us a bit of what what are you actually doing um with your your valued are you working individually with people do you work with companies helping their employees what, what exactly are you doing so individuals and companies as well so if you empower the individual they're in a much stronger um you know position of strength and and therefore um, the company would also benefit from, um, um, so for example, if if an employee was really struggling with work and therefore their personal life, there's also issues and then sometimes vice versa, if they're struggling at home, they might take it to work and therefore productivity falls um, at work and then the employer struggles because you're not getting the best out of your employee. So if we address it head on with the employee and support them, move them from that place of burnout, so they are um, feeling overwhelmed, they are not sleeping well, they are um, self-neglecting and anxious, therefore not performing well at work. And then we work with them and empower them or encourage them, enable them to start looking after themselves better, you know. So that anxiety tends to um, um, much feeling confident, you're able to tackle anything that's thrown at you, you know how to prioritize your work, you know how to do um, what you need to be doing at work, therefore increasing productivity and also encouraging um, employers, organizations to also take their staff out on retreats. Okay, so when we go as on retreats with the, um, the employees as well, and I try to keep it to a um, quite a minimum, so a, a, sorry, a maximum of 10 so that there's more of an input and the employees benefits more. So it's not about the numbers and taking people away. It's actually taking people away to really get more out of the, the service we are offering to enable wellness, you know? Yeah. 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 So it's more, more personalized if there's less yes. people, isn't it? You're able to work yes. better. Yeah, yeah. That that's like you described that the workplace is a vicious cycle when you, people are stressed and they're struggling with mental health and then work is normally adding to that isn't it making it even worse and then it's it is a vicious cycle so yeah. 
what are the what are the first if someone comes to you and they're in that position what are like the the very first things the very basics that you're going to start to to work on with them okay so for me it's really important to get to know the person mm. so if i don't know my client i can do nothing and in the same way i want to spend time to explain to the client how important it is for them to know themselves as well so you know yourself i know you we look at what your challenges are and together we find solutions. So it's not about me telling you what to go and do because a lot of times it doesn't work when you, you prescribe things to people, you know? So for example, you go to a GP surgery, um, you've complained of um, a headache, they've uh, prescribed paracetamol for you. You take it a couple of times, you feel better, you stop taking it. Guess what? The headache might come back because maybe you haven't um, addressed the underlying cause of it, you know? So for me, it's really important that when my clients come to me, I get to know them. So take time to get to know them, you know, and um, they get to know me too. So it's open. It's an open sort of like therapeutic relationship, if you like, for me to get to know you. Um, I, you get to know me and feel that you are comfortable to share because it's really important that they feel um, safe, you know, to share what they are struggling with. So if that um, the environment is not safe, I can expect them to really um, feel able to share enough for me to know what the actual issue is and then work through it with them, you know. So as, as I said, I can't then say, go and um, plan an activity and do this, do that without actually knowing what really would work for them, you know. So I really value getting to know the, the person. That's why I guess I have it as you're valued because I really want to get to know you to the core as a human being, as a person, what really matters to you, what doesn't matter to you. And then when I know those things, we can work on on the aspects that you're really struggling with, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree completely. I mean, it's the, it's the same in the kind of the, uh, we're working on the physical health more with, with diet and, and it's the same, just one thing's not going to work for everyone. You've got to yeah. get to know their situation and, and as you say, prescribe something for them and find out what works for them. But I guess one of the difficulties that you have, which you touched on there, which maybe we don't have, is obviously with mental stuff, you do have to get them comfortable to a stage where they can open up to you um, yes. and, and talk about it. So I guess that's an added difficulty you have, which we don't have so much. It's just, you know, physical stuff is like, this is wrong and then we can, yes. we can sort it. So, I mean, is that quite a challenge sometimes, getting people to really open up properly? Um. Can I be a bit boastful and say <laughs> probably, <laughs> go for it? <laughs> I probably have a very um an attitude where or a personality where people warm to me easily. Uh, I must say that I haven't really come across a client who hasn't warmed to me, you know. So I think I'm quite privileged to have that already, you know. So I just build on that. And I and for, for someone to warm to you is the smile, you know, you make them feel comfortable when you, you first approach them. And um, I think I'm not saying this to diss any other professional, but sometimes we forget and we see it as a job rather than something to be passionate about. So because I'm really passionate about this, um, your value then about the work we're doing, and I'm also fascinated about human beings, what, what your journey has been. So when I meet my clients, that smile is always there. So it's really welcoming. And I think it melts in the ice, <laughs> if we can put it that way. 
so I can melt the ice in you and therefore you feel comfortable enough to want to share, you know. So I haven't really come across um okay, I just want to try and see if I wouldn't say they didn't want me, but it was um a client who was struggling to trust any kind of professional, you know. So again, um they would smile, we would, you know, just smile lightly and it was okay for me to approach and speak to them but then um, it took several appointments or uh, meetings for them to actually open up so for example I would use um, get to find out what, what sort of um, um, things interest them you know so finding out what interests them and to be honest what they shared I had no clue about because um um, I, I mean, that wasn't a hobby I was into. So I was like, can you teach me this hobby? <laughs> so as they were teaching me that hobby, that broke the ice, you know, and I will say to date, that was the most, it wasn't challenging, but a difficult, I'm using the wrong terms, aren't I? <laughs> it wasn't really, <laughs> I, I, I want to try and give you a picture of how it was. Yeah. We were still able to smile at each other, talk, but it was just on the surface. I couldn't dig deep. So I was able to dig deeper when he was able to teach me a skill, a new skill. So, you know, almost like reversing the roles, yeah. you know, and, and just being at, um, in a situation or in a meeting where it's called working together rather than the professional and the client, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that, that definitely does. That That's brilliant. I imagine you have to use a lot of different techniques like that, like that. Yes. That's brilliant. Yes. Getting, getting someone to open up about something they're interested in and, and teach to you. That's, that's brilliant. I mean, I can say from, you know, the short amount of time that we've had interactions, I completely agree. You're, you're very warm, very welcoming <laughs> oh, and, thank and easy you. to talk to. So, so I can imagine that people feel at ease when, when they're talking to you. And I think it really comes across that you're genuinely passionate and genuinely care about helping me. Well, I think that comes across a lot. Like you say, they had, bad experiences with professionals previously and mm -hmm. as you say a lot of them they, they treat it as a job and they come across quite cold and this that and so I think that that genuine um, and passion that I think I imagine that helps you a lot you, you you're naturally suited to your role I would say <laughs> <laughs> thank you Ryan but please can I just clear this I don't want any other professional out there to say I'm bad mouth and oh no <laughs> because I mean we do get tired in, in our role. So sometimes yeah. somebody might not even know, a professional might not even know that that's the image they are coming across um, with, you know? So it's it's really important that as professionals or as um, employees, we should all become mindful of or self-aware of how our state of mind and, mm. and therefore how we are presenting to the outside world and to our, our clients, you know, yeah. Yeah, I think that's very important. It's important to be self-aware, as you say, in everything. Yeah. I, you know, sometimes you kind of stop and if you actually have a think, you're like, wow, okay, I shouldn't really be, you know, acting <laughs> like that, talking like that, and whatever. You have to keep yeah. keep yourself in in check. Um, now, I wanted to, we chatted a bit before and there was something really interesting that you brought up, which I really loved, which was that you don't like to use the word mental health. You like to say no. mental wellness. And and I yeah. really like that. So so get, just describe us kind of the reasons <laughs> for, for that. So... In my profession, I've come across many um, situations or occasions where um, we tend to use the word mental health to describe how we're feeling. And the moment someone says, well, I'm looking after my mental health, you can't help but think of negatives, you know, so it's, it has a, a negative ring or connotation to it, you know. 
So I thought, if if we are promoting wellness, why don't we just say mental wellness? So I'm I'm focusing on my mental wellness, and then it stops people from stigmatizing and and trying to say, oh, because you're saying your mental health, therefore was there's something definitely wrong with you, and people start spreading news about you. You know, I, I don't mean you. You know what I mean, like. Yeah. Yeah, anyone yeah. <laughs> trying to share any information out there to say I'm focusing on my mental health right now, it just gives you that sound that or that um ring that there's something wrong with this person. Are, are they depressed? Have they got psychosis? You know, have they got bipolar? What's mm-hmm. going on? You know, the moment you say mental wellness, yeah, we all, all we are all thinking about keeping well. So then it gives you that sort of positive ring to it so I really encourage that if we are addressing early interventions to to get better and to get well why don't we just use mental wellness instead of saying mental health mental health it's I mean mental health has its place but if you're thinking about keeping well and if you don't want people to stigmatize you you can put a more positive spin on it rather than using mental health yeah 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 no I I love that and I completely agree it does like when you say physical health that that's just kind of standard but mental health, yeah, yeah but me- mental health i agree the first things you think of are negative um yeah. so i'm yeah no I, i'm gonna try and use that now mental wellness <laughs> moving forward I, I agree with you and again it, it's a regular theme running through this that it's about getting things in a positive mindset yeah um isn't it which which helps yes. you and so are, do you have on on that subject of getting people to look at things positively? Do, do you have any particular kind of tricks or activities that you do with people to help them to do that, or is it just going to be absolutely different for every person? So every person is different. So all the clients that um, come to me, I mean, they come with different situations or challenges. So I don't like putting my my clients all in one box. As yeah. I said, I want to get to know them as an individual. You know, so knowing you as an individual, your child or their challenges might be a little bit similar to another person, but there's something still very unique about that individual. So I want to get to the bottom of what's unique to you and then look at how we can work together too. Um, And it's really important for me to stress that it's working together rather than telling you what to do, because when you tell people what to do, they won't do it. You know, so it's about finding that <laughs> yeah. common ground, what works for you, and let's do it together. Let me support you along that journey because I'm the the boldness coach who cares, who wants to really listen and get to understand what the the little or the big challenges are. So not judging you or uh, making you feel like um what you're experiencing is common to everyone else. So why are you magnifying that? You know, so it's validating their feelings that you're sharing with me and supporting them to make sure that um, they get to where they want to be because we may all want to have a positive wellness attitude, but our journeys might look different, you know? So it's about identifying what an individual's journey looks like and go along with them on that journey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's very true it's every, everyone's journey is different yeah. i mean on on the subject like you're saying you, you you know talking to people um not just telling them what to do but but talking them to about it that that's another big thing which i like to do with everything i do not just with what is that 
explained even with my kids talking about different stuff i'll try and i like to explain to people the reasons why yes you know and stuff so do, do you do that with them you're going to educate them on why they're feeling like that why what we're doing is going to work and things like that definitely definitely i do educate people on that as well and um i've got um an 80 minutes video on my on my um landing page my website to try and explain to people you know teach people skills because if you don't teach people skills how are you expecting them to know what to do so it's about educating you the reasons why we do something i mean one of the things i encourage people to do is social connect connections it's really important and the whole idea behind that is we are social beings we are not supposed to be living in isolation because when we live in isolation we don't thrive we don't, you know, we, we really, and that's when depression can even set in as well. Unless is um um you want to be isolating. So it's different when you choose to be isolating rather than um you're isolated because you have no choice and because this is the situation. So if you choose, because some people might choose, I sometimes choose that because I want to go away and reflect on on what I'm doing or challenges I've experienced and learn from it and therefore improve or it could be myself uh, isolating from family and friends so I can meditate so that's different but then if you don't choose that and it's happening because you can't connect well with friends and family or work colleagues then depression can set in you know because there's a serious link between isolation loneliness and depression you know so to avoid that I need to understand why um you're feeling isolated get to the bottom of it how can i educate you or encourage or empower you to connect again because we are social beings and we need that human connection to be able to thrive yeah yeah i completely agree so social connections are are very important like you say and i think it's very easy for people to as they struggle with their their mental wellness I got it right. And, and, and depression, then people tend to withdraw naturally, don't they? Which, which yes. makes it worse and worse. So do you find if, if someone's really in that state, is it, is it quite difficult to, to draw them out of it and to encourage them to socially connect with people again? Is it, is it a real kind of baby step process? So again, it depends on the individual. It depends if I can understand the journey, how did you get here? How long did it take to get there? So I was saying to someone today that room wasn't built in a day. I wouldn't use it in the in the context of trying to avoid work, but rather if I understand somebody's wellness journey, why has it taken long for them to get to that particular place where they are really struggling? And therefore, if it's a longer period, you can expect them to flip it over overnight, you know, and then start connecting with people. It might not work. Others, it might work. So again, it's getting to know that individual. So if it's taking years for you to get there and been isolated and therefore relationships have broken down and you're you finding it difficult to find your way back to connect, I, I've got to understand that with you. I've got to understand why those relationships broke down, you know, and then find out how in the past you've managed to make it work and what you've done that didn't work and then look explore different, you know, um, options, you know, as in um, what you could try. So I can suggest, but I can't impose, you know. Yeah. And therefore, if if someone is also willing to work with me, again, that that is another important thing. So to be able f- for us to have um, 
a good session or an outcome where um, the client is really benefiting from the sessions and finding improvement, I've got to know that the client is ready to do the work as well. So it's mm. there's no point in having meetings if the client is not ready to embark on that journey. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree completely. It, it's the same thing that, that I have um, as well with, with physical coaching is that if someone's not ready or as you say, if they're not going to put the work in, there's no point even starting. You've got to no. wait till they're ready. No. You can't you can't force someone to be helped, can you? In in any yes. space, it's yes. about waiting till they're till they're ready and getting them, uh, yeah. and then you can meet them where they are, as you say. And yes, definitely. As you yeah. do, and and it seems that you know, as you're saying, it's very key that you you learn their past and you learn about um, how they've got there, and that's going to help you to to get them out. I suppose it's almost like you've you know it, they're lost in a maze of mental health and if they can just retrace how they got there and go back the other way they they could make yeah. it out they're, they're almost reversing their journey aren't they yes and then the beauty of that is there's support along the way you've got me there with you so you're not exploring or going back on your own we're exploring yeah. together and where you feel like you're not able to carry on you've got that voice of encouragement which um clients have said that i'm able to really encourage and they love that so um um it's really good um to have that person in your corner knowing that this person really cares about you and really wants you to um succeed have a win you know because if my clients win i win you know yeah. so it's it's like we, we've got to do this <laughs> and win together yeah yeah that, that's brilliant and i think i'd say again the the name you've come up with it is perfect because y you know you, you're, you're showing people that they're valued and you're yes. almost their first social connection on on the way you're making that social connection with them it's going to feel good for them and hopefully that's going to encourage them to do more so yeah uh, it's it, it's it's brilliant uh, i i love it and uh, and i think you're perfectly suited to it as i say from from speaking to you it really comes across how much you actually care about it and, yeah. and want to do it um is is there any other things obviously you said about the social connections is there any other things you try and encourage people to do such as and um, i know you mentioned earlier about meditation for yourself like do you do things like meditation and journaling and you know getting sunlight and do, do you encourage things like that too yeah I do encourage things like that because the way I see it is if you are connecting with people as much as that is great you also need that time away to reflect which is really equally important so you need to find yourself you know you need to be self-aware and you can't do those things when there's um um if I if I say noise, I don't mean it in a negative way. So when there's lots of stuff going on, like busy life, it's hard to, for you to really find yourself, set yourself, your, your inner self. So it's really good for you to find that time to go away, you know, and therefore meditate. So some of my clients who are um, people of faith will meditate on scriptures. Um, others would meditate, you know, with... Um, something they really like, like listening to music or even um, forest bathing, walking through the forest and just, you know, just soaking all the natural beauty in and just having that quiet time to reflect and to search again where they want to go. And, and to be honest, when you have that period of quietness or stillness, ideas come to you. I've really experienced that. My clients have said they experienced that. When, when we, it's so busy around and there's so much noise in the world, in our lives, because it doesn't stop. It's just 
everything keeps on going and going and going fast. I mean, when COVID came, it, it slowed down, but now it feels like life is speeding up again. Yeah. So <laughs> when it's speeding up, we, we miss that opportunity to have that quietness, that stillness, to start reflecting and, and looking at life in a different way where the direction we need to go, because it's not, I would say it's not, the best to go through the same direction all the time because life changes it throws different things at us so it's good to have that time away and look at what you're doing differently or what is not working and try and change direction you know so I meditate um, find that quietness um, to reflect see what interactions I've had with people what was positive about it what was negative about it what do I want to change about it you know and if it if re, it requires for me to give them a call and try and talk things through, I would do that. Um, and I encourage my my clients to do the same. Just take that step back and 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 reflect, meditate. You know, yeah. find that yeah. peace, that inner peace, that inner quietness, and therefore draw your strength again. And then when you go back and you are connecting with people, you're in a much better place as well. You know. Yeah, I agree completely. I think. As humans, our life nowadays, as you say, it's a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> the, the, like the, it's going nonstop. And I find, in, in terms of you know, you're saying thinking about ideas. I find that um, when I'm having a shower or driving is when I will come up with my best ideas for thinking about yes. stuff because you're not really concentrating, are you? The rest of the time, you're just nonstop. You got yes. ten things going on in your head at one time. And yeah, it's it's good to step back and yeah, take take that time. I think, as you said, you know, until you've really got in touch with yourself and kind of found where you are uh you can't really properly interact with people because if you don't even know who you are how are you gonna yeah, yeah. really um and if I, if I can share this your value came to me that idea in a in a moment of quietness because mm. as i said i practice reflection or meditation to reflect on what i'm doing and i'm like how can i make a difference in my own way how can i make a difference in my own way you know and then lots of ideas were coming through and then one day I was just again quiet um and then this came to me and I was like oh my goodness valuing people you know I think it's lost in our our world today you know because we take it for granted you might say to your friend or family oh I love you or I value you but are we actually doing it in action so I wanted a service a wellness service where I can actually show people in action how you value people so I hope that my clients, when I'm teaching them these skills to find themselves and empower and encourage them to enable mental wellness, they will learn these skills and use that to even show more love, more care for their friends and family as well, you know. And then we are handing it on. It's just like a baton going round. And <laughs> what what a world that would be if we all love each other and just support each other, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. That's brilliant. And, you, you know, you're as you say, you're spreading it further and further out as they learn, they pass it on to others. Yeah. And I, I agree that humans, we've come to almost value other humans as just commodities, you know, especially in work-related <laughs> roles. You know, a lot of times you see it and people aren't treating other people like humans. No. It's just, no. so I, I think, yeah, that's really great to to open up to that and to try and teach people that skill that, as you say, they pass it on to someone else and it's a, yeah. a knock-on effect. So that's, yeah. No, that's that's brilliant. I love that, and it, it's it's very worthwhile thing to do. And I'm I'm glad that it's working well for you because it's it's much needed. Um, yeah. so is there anything you could kind of through your journey 
is is there any main one or two lessons or advice you could give to people in terms of looking at their mental wellness? Um, just one or two things they could maybe start to do or or um, how they could try and change their mindset. Yeah. So for me, it's to avoid burnout is reflect and see how much you're giving. You know, I'm all for giving to support others, but I'm also for taking a step back and checking how you're giving and how it's impacting on you. Because if you keep giving and then you start running on empty, how are you going to look after yourself? Yeah. And we unfortunately, we live in a world where if you keep giving, people are happy to keep receiving, you know. So you might not be lucky to meet someone who says, you give a lot, I want to give back to you. You might not be lucky, you might be, but you might not at times. So it's about checking in with yourself as well. Give, because when you give and you're doing good, um, it it gives you inner peace and some joy as well in your own life. So it's really healthy that we also give. Uh, when I say give, not I'm not talking about just financial support or, you know, I'm talking about even if you're able to help a neighbor out with something, you know, just do it. But then also check in with yourself and see how much you are just giving your time away all the time and not looking after yourself. So it's really important that we look after ourselves because if we're gone, who's going to keep on giving, you know? So, um, yeah, so it's almost like drawing it back if you're giving too much and using that drawback time to check in with yourself and look after yourself as well because you also matter. You you are valued so if yeah. you're valued <laughs> you've got to look up to yourself as well yeah, yeah. i agree it's what well that they say you, you can't um you can't pour out from an empty cup no you? so you, no, you've you got can't. to fill yourself up and you know i spoke on a, on a episode a little while back with a with a mindset coach and, and he said about sometimes in order to care for others better and to give to others you have to be selfish sometimes in terms of you have to have that time for yourself so that you can give to others because as you say if you give too much and you're drained you've got nothing left to give you're not much use to anyone no, so, no. yeah no I, I and we forget completely. that we forget mm. and we almost feel guilty when we are being a bit selfish you know it's yeah. it's it's something that i have even noticed with myself sometimes when i'm taking that me time away to reflect i sometimes feel like am i being too selfish you know because i'm not giving time to family that might need it and then I have to remember my own words and say to myself if I'm not in a place of strength what good am I to them so I've got to retrieve and recharge my batteries so I can be of use to them you know so yeah, yeah. it's really important yeah yeah absolutely and as you said earlier about the you know the joy you do get joy from helping other people as I'm sure you find in your role um, and I do with what I'm doing It's you know, I, we genuinely get joy and positive feedback from helping people and um, with what we do. But as you said, if you if you're overworking yourself to burn out, then you're going to yeah. struggle to help people. Honestly, Ryan, when when I see my clients thrive or I'm making positive changes in their lives and their well, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I can't explain the feeling I get. It's just like. It's like winning the lottery, actually. <laughs> I, I don't think I've 
ever wondered if you might like um, resonate with someone who's won something, you feel like you're on top of the world because I genuinely am. I know that I have contributed to making a change, a positive change in someone and hopefully they can carry it on. And then there's one person who is less likely to be unwell to therefore go and seek um, treatment, you know, because I'm all about the early intervention. I want to try and support people, catch people early on when they feel like they are falling, you know, before it gets to the extreme end of burnout where depression sets in, psychosis sets in, you know, and it's not a nice place to be. And I've yeah. seen that side with some patients or some clients. So it's really important to me to try and help people um, before they get to that end. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Prevention's better than cure and everything, yeah. isn't it? So yeah. getting in the the earlier, the better. And, you know, obviously you can see all the signs of, of things like that. Um, and you're able to work with them. So that's brilliant. Um, so people who are interested in finding out more about you or, or whether they need to work with you, what, tell us where people can find you. So I'm on um, Instagram, I'm on LinkedIn, and I'm on Facebook as well as You Are Valued. So they can find me there as You Are Valued, which is Y-O-U-R-E-V-A-L-U-E-D. Yeah. And then also youarevalued.co dot uk forward slash discovery where you can get access to my um masterclass video as well and watch to try and learn a few things from it to um, and enable mental wellness and as well as contacting me if you want me to be your boldness coach to support you from that um journey from burnout to boldness yeah perfect so i was just going to say that like, do you work online with clients people can just find you from anywhere can they Yes. So I work online. I can, I mean, on phone as well. So this, we are in this digital age where, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not difficult to get support. So um, I encourage people not to suffer in silence. If you're really struggling, just reach out, have a chat with me, um, help me to get to know you as a person, get to understand the challenges that um, you're experiencing and then explore that wellness journey together. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is brilliant. I I would encourage anyone who's anyone who is struggling or feels they need help, definitely reach out. Um, as I say, from talking to you, I can tell how passionate you are about it, uh, how genuine you are and and you know, you obviously have a, a natural skill for it too. So definitely I, I feel anyone working with you is definitely gonna feel valued. So uh, <laughs> oh, thank you, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> That's all right, no problem. And thank you very much for coming on uh, and for talking to us. It is it's been really interesting to hear. You know, I've picked up some things. I, I learn everything. Uh, when I have guests on, I'm always learning stuff. And, you know, I've learned some things from you today that I'm, I'm going to put into action. So thank you so much for, for giving us some of your time. And, and hopefully you've enjoyed yourself too. I have. And thank you for the opportunity. And the, I mean, it's been amazing. I, I love these conversations. I can talk about wellness or mental wellness all day. <laughs> Sometimes I yeah. have to remember that <laughs> there is life outside of that as well. Because <laughs> I'm just so passionate about it. So thank you for giving me that um, opportunity to have this lovely discussion with you. Thank you. That's right. It, it's a pleasure. It's, it's an important discussion to have. So it, it's great to have it. And yeah. we will put all your links in the show notes so people can find you really easily. Um, and and we'll, um, I'm sure that we will speak again in the future. <laughs> it, it's been a, a pleasure speaking to you. I look forward to that. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. That is us for this week. We'll be back in next week uh, with more uh, entertaining guests and, and podcast information for you. And we'll see you then. Let's get optimal together.